All you need is one person in your life who says, you got this, I believe in you. And you will find courage and energy to do things that you would not have had before. But more importantly, um, that person needs to also say, and if everything goes wrong, I will be there for you and I will be there with you and I will be in the mud with you. Um, and has the ability to say, something's wrong. I'm worried about you. Um, and I think burnout happens when you're attempting to do all of the things you see other people do and not realize that they have deep, meaningful relationships that you can't see. And you think falsely that you have to do it alone. And that's when burnout happens because you don't, as an individual, have the energy. But in community and in relationship and in friendship, um, it's remarkable, including knowing when to just take a little break to recharge. All right, guys, we are back. You guys just got to listen to a TikTok from Simon Sinek. He's one of my, like, favorite, I don't know, like, leadership guys, I guess. I, Laura, you said you hadn't heard from him a lot, but um, I listened to a lot of his TED Talks on leadership and stuff, but this one just, like, totally resonated with me. So we wanted to spend a little bit of time chatting about it today. I know we haven't been on here in a while, um, so we're trying to get back into our groove, but... Probably one of the reasons we haven't been on here in a while is I've been completely burned out. I don't know about you, Laura, but that's probably why this TikTok spoke to me so, so much today. We probably so, could what? just go back and like replay, re-put out our episode on burnout. I don't, is that like a common, is that a common theme in our lives, Megan? I don't know. Yes. Burnout, 100%. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's probably not healthy. Probably should talk to a therapist about that. I did talk to my therapist about it yesterday, actually. So yeah, Megan. <laughs> no, I feel like I think it's funny because when I talked to my therapist, she's like, she just, all she did yesterday was just like, "Do you know how much you have going on in your life right now?" Like, and she just reflects back to me everything I said, and I'm like, "Damn, no wonder I feel this way." <laughs> she's like, "I'm burnt out just listening to you." So we're gonna wrap yep, this up. Much, that's what she says. <laughs> You're one of my most stressful clients and you're a therapist. This is great. <laughs> but it's good to hear people like say back to you, wow, that's a lot. And I'm like, no, I don't think it's that much. And they're like, no, that's actually a lot. And so I don't know. It can be very calming for me. Well, isn't so, it? Do you, yeah. do you think sometimes like, I mean, this kind of goes along with this TED talk in a way, but we just add so much to our plates that it almost just becomes normal until we literally just don't feel like we can handle it. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like, I don't know that people always know that they're adding things to their plate. Mm. Like, I don't know that I'm always aware that I like picked up this whole other project or I, I decided I wanted to do this. I don't think about the consequences of it sometimes, mm. you know, I just start doing it yeah. and nobody's there. Like, you know, like the angel and the devil on your shoulder. I wish sometimes I could see him because I feel like somewhere in my subconscious, they're like, really? Do you really want to do that right now? Yeah. I don't know that you want to do that right now, Megan. So when I was yeah. remind me again um, to because when I was listening to this TED talk, I was thinking about my love languages and, and the words. I am a words of affirmation. That is one of mine. Mm -hmm. And acts of service is my other one. And I felt like that deeply as I was listening to this TED talk because he was basically like, you need to have people that tell you 
when something's wrong or that it's okay or to give things a try. And I'm like, yes, I do need people. But what are your, what are, remind me what yours are. Oh, what my love languages are. Um, acts of service. I can tell you what my love languages are not like very strongly. <laughs> physical touch. Not <laughs> physical touch. Um, I don't know if words of affirmation are mine. I don't receive words of affirmation really well. So I think acts of service and then honestly, a lot of time gifts. I, that one always feels so selfish to me, but I think that is kind of mine the most. I really suck at physical touch and I really suck at words of affirmation. Like they're in my bullet journal to do every day. So I know those are not mine. Yeah. Um, it's interesting you say that because I would say that I need words of affirmation, but I like you, I don't receive them well. Like when people give them to me, it makes me uncomfortable, but I also need them. So. Yeah. I mean, don't you think everybody needs words of affirmation? I just think it might not be your number one love language because it's not what always makes you feel loved. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, I probably would go back on um, quality time is another big one mm. for me. So acts of service and quality time. Um, but yeah, but everybody else in my house is the opposite. I We are both like not physical touch people and we're living in homes where everyone's like, let's touch each other yeah. all the time, which sounds inappropriate, but it's like, can you just sit next to me on the couch without like a leg on top of me? Rubbing my leg. Right. Or oh like at dinner, can you like just sit at your chair instead of like my lap? I don't know. That could be fun. Anyway, off topic. But... <laughs> Yes, it's I feel like this is fitting, too, because I did devotions for um, or staff meeting was it last week or the week. No, the week. No, last, last week. week. And I felt like it went along this line. And basically the mm -hmm. Bible verse was talking about how like my grace is sufficient enough. My powers made perfect in your weakness. And one of the lines was basically like she was ranting about all she had to do. And she was like, but I'm wondering if I'm doing anything well. I don't think that I am doing anything well. And I can't speak for you, but I can speak for me where I just feel like I'm doing the bare minimum in order to survive yeah. in basically all facets of my life right now. Mm -hmm. Like my house is kind of clean. I'm getting meals on the table. Maybe they're not the fa fanciest meals I've ever made. Sometimes I put laundry away within a week. Sometimes it's two or three or just sits in the basket until the kids pull it out kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like I know when I'm burnt out because, and I was telling my therapist this yesterday too, I can't fully attend to like a conversation. Like mm -hmm. my brain won't stay in it for long enough. Like it'll just like ping, ping, ping all over the place. And that's where I know like I have way too much on my plate because um, I can't fully stay present in things. Um, so then I feel like I'm doing nothing well. It's a vicious cycle. When you share that devotion in staff meeting, I I spend way too much freaking time on TikTok, clearly. But there is this TikTok I think I shared that um where it's like the husband comes to the wife in the kitchen and he's like, What's wrong? And she's like, I wanted to do the dishes, but the sink was full, and then that made me think of this. And like by the end, she's ended up in her bedroom just wanting to lay on her bed and take a nap, but she can't because there's laundry all over it. And it's just like one thing after another after another, and you can fully never complete anything. And that always just like speaks to me. I just get lost in my house of all these to-do things, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and it's tricky. I mean, I am not downplaying like stay-at-home parenting either too, but even just the balance of like all your kids' schedules and the busier they get and then accomplishing like everything at work. I just feel like, 
I mean, I'm still like part time and I know I'm talking to my boss right now, but just even adding hours and then just adjusting to that and then just adjusting to new schedules and all this kind of stuff. It just seems like a lot. Yeah. But it's just, but it, and like, and it's just the time of the year, too. It will always be a lot. Yeah. Well, and our children, God bless them, are not in school all the time because of teacher conferences and parent teacher conferences and this break and that break and this break and that break. And this. And I'm like, can we just have like a full week of school? I don't know. That could be fun. <laughs> Maybe we should. <laughs> Grandparents Day, throw that in there. Well, that was the other thing that I liked about his, what he said. And I think the biggest piece that resonated to me and what he said, well, there's two. One is like, I need people to get in the mud with me. Um, I'm like, I found this the other day. I'm, I'm a way too transparent person and it's a lot for some people. So when I just start talking like super honestly, some people get like, like back away from me, right? And they're like, whoa, like that that's too much for me. Like I was being honest about something one of my kids did. And, you know, I think some people would look at you as like being a bad parent or whatever. And I just say things honestly. So I definitely have people like you and some of my other friends who like aren't intimidated by that and will be like, oh my gosh, I suck at that too. You know, like I need people who'll like sit in the chaos with me at times. And I think when we don't, have that we're just like always putting on a persona like my house is always clean or something and it's just like this ever fake cycle and i've just found more and more that's where i get like when i have people around me that can't be honest and transparent like that i just i feel really burnt out and i don't trust people and so that whole idea of like i need people that'll get in the mud with me and like you know just like I don't know how else to say it other than like fling shit at each other because like we're sitting in the same shit, right? Like I need people like that. Mm-hmm. No, and I think everybody <clears throat> needs people like that. Mm-hmm. I think they do. And I think it, I think it scares people sometimes mm-hmm. like you and I appreciate mm-hmm. the honesty and the openness and the authenticity of people. But I've also realized that not everyone is like that. And that's, I mean, that works for them. But at the same time, it just doesn't make me as open towards them. And it makes me realize, like, I need to have a balance of, like, people like you who will call me out and be open and honest with me. And because I, I, I don't, maybe it could be an age thing, but it's like as I get older, I'm like, I want authentic relationships. That's just my personality. I know that there's some people that are like, I want to be friends with everyone. Like, I don't care right. what their personality is. For me, I'm like, if I'm going to put the time and effort into getting to know you, I'd like you to be like open with me I mean I don't need to hear your life story the first time we hang out but like if we're gonna pursue this kind of thing it'd be nice to know your genuine self well but I think the point he was making is I think everybody needs people that will be like that with them and I I recognize I'm not like that for everybody like I'm not gonna be everybody's cup of tea because some of my values and ways that I operate people don't agree with and that's fine but I feel like everybody needs to find a person like that for them Mm -hmm. where maybe you just have similar mud that you sit in I don't know but like I I think that was kind of his point and his other point that he made that I really really appreciated is like we try to be like other people in our lives but I don't know that other people who are doing things well always share that they have a support system like it's not something that people put out there enough you know Mm -hmm. and so like if you're trying to emulate like somebody that you look up to or a mentor you also need to understand that that mentor has people they sit in the mud with 
And so like, that was a big piece to me. And, and anytime I hear those kind of things, I'm like, so why don't people say that? Like, why don't people say, oh, I talked to my therapist about this or, you know, like, why don't we, why don't we share that we have to have a support system? Cause I think we all do have to have one in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's for selfish reasons. Maybe we just don't think about it. Yeah, I guess that's true. And and maybe then when you're looking at people who are successful or doing things well, it doesn't even cross your mind to ask them, like, who is their support system? Yeah. I was just... I, I've been... Go ahead. I was just thinking about that on my run this morning about <laughs> just how things are gearing up and there's times where I feel selfish, but, like... David literally is not running with me. He, but I could not do this without him. Like the early mm-hmm. morning runnings and like I, I do, I acknowledge that and I tell him that I appreciate that and I know that the, it can be a lot. But, and it's even a, to go along with like the support system, not even acknowledging them outward, but acknowledging them personally. Like, yeah, thank you for sitting with me in my crap and helping me process this and for being open and honest with me, because sometimes it's scary to be honest with people because you don't know how they're going to take it. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that's why we don't. We just kind of keep thinking like I could see you drowning and be like, oh, that really sucks for you, Megan. Hope it gets better. <laughs> I can't relate at you, all. You know, but because you don't want to like. I think you, you almost have to really know that relationship and how to approach them to tell them like, hey, you need to take a step back. Because yeah. it could come across as like you're failing at this or you're not doing a good job at this, which they may not be because they're burned out. But it's like you kind of have to approach that in a appropriate way. Well, and I feel like when you're talking about running and like I've been working with a coach on like some leadership stuff, I feel like there are certain things in my life that some people will relate to and other things other people won't, right? So like my coach I've been working with, he's like, you need some other high level leaders around you that understand kind of some of the stressors, right? And so like, sometimes people are in similar roles. I mean, like you and I have talked about like, <coughs> parenting stuff that you and I talk about, but our kids are at different ages. And like, even like your whole push to like, run a marathon in all your running training. I mean, every time I see your Instagram, I'm like, holy crap, I, cannot, I don't even understand why you do that, right? And so <laughs> it's like either. some of those stresses, like I know you have groups of like running people that you like connect with and stuff. So I do, like sometimes I think we have to maybe not like portion out our lives, but understand like my support system needs to be encompassed with people some people that are in similar roles and then some people that have similar values, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, I feel like it needs to be a variety of people that you have as support systems around you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not always good at that. No. Yeah. It's hard. And then like you almost find one person and just dump it all. Like sometimes I just dump it all on David and he's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> and I, I mean, I love the man, but he's also not one. Like he's not a confrontational person. He doesn't like, he will sit with me, but it makes him uncomfortable because that's just who yeah. his personality is. And I don't, I don't blame him for it. I don't fault him for it because I recognize like we are very different people. I am open and honest and like, let's lay it all out there kind of thing. And it kind of takes him a while to like do that, especially with new people. But so that's, I think he recognizes that I have friendships that I talk with them in a different way that I talk with him 
because he recognizes mm-hmm. that he will not be able to like relate to me in that way. And I don't think he's offended. Not that I'm like withholding anything from him, but it's like the conversations that I have with like you or other people might be a little bit deeper at a different level than I will with him just because he won't know how to handle some of the stuff that I'm laying before him. Well, <laughs> and we're okay. We are extroverted women married to introverted men. Like that's something you and I definitely have in common. And so sometimes I think when I want to like dump on Matt, like he has to be ready for my extrovertedness to come out because it's going to come out like raw and loud and with a whole bunch of colorful language and right. Like it's a lot. And so again, I watch too many TikToks and I really want to watch this Yellowstone um, series, but there's always this one video where the the husband comes out and he's like, I don't have the energy for you today. And I feel like sometimes that's what Matt wants to say to me. Like, I don't like I just I don't have the energy for you right now, honey. Like Is that what alive. that's from? I've seen that. I didn't know I never knew what show yes. it was from. Yeah. No. Yes. That's hundred percent. But it's so accurate, right? Like I just I feel like they have to be in a place to be ready for my extrovertedness at times. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And it's I mean, it's probably similar too, like between like our husbands that they just don't need the people, like we need the people. So like I think they need different kind of people at times, you know. Like I wonder But you don't catch I guess I don't catch person. David talking on the phone with friends as much as I do. Like he knows like I have my weekly right. checkup with like my best friend who lives in Colorado and like play dates with moms. Like it's just an outlet for me to like have these conversations and yeah. those kind of like he recognizes that I need that. But like I cannot provide for him like stresses at work because he knows that I barely even understand what he does. So if he's stressed about something, <laughs> he's probably not going to lay that on me because I'm going to be like, right. oh, that sounds really bad. I don't know. <laughs> That's so funny. I can't get I think- in the mud at Siemens. I can't do it. <laughs> No. Right. Okay. I think that's, I think that's accurate though. Right. Like there's certain muds I can't sit in with you because I don't even like understand the language that you're speaking. Like it's like when Micah comes home and he talks about his AP class or last night he was making some joke about something. And I was like, dude, I, he's like, why don't you find that funny? I was like, because I don't understand the words you're saying. Like I can't even find you funny because I, you're so smart. I don't even know what you're talking about. Like we land in different mud. And so I do think it's I, – I want to be careful that we don't say it's the difference between men and women because I almost think it's a little bit different between extroverted and introverted people. Like there's probably some differences, men and women, but also how much you need to like out loud process versus internal process, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So – I think I think his bigger point on his TikTok too was like we prevent burnout by having a social support system. And maybe if you're burnt out, maybe it's not that you don't have a social support, like that you don't have a support network. It's that you're not utilizing them. For sure. Like you've clammed up too much. Yeah. Well, and I think that's when I start getting stressed out is when I start doing it all on my own. And then I, yeah. I lack my acts of service and then I just keep it all in and try and just like I need to do this and that's I think where he lands like with burnout happening is like you're not using your people mm-hmm. and then you just get stressed and then you explode and then you become a sarcastic mean person 
Or at least I do. I don't know. <laughs> Why does sarcasm have to be in there? I think I'm sarcastic regardless if I'm turned down or not. But it probably does. It's an angry sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but well, I feel like the other point he had in there too was like comparison. Yeah. Like you can, mm-hmm. you, you, you can't do that, especially in today's day and age. There's so much comparison, even in like, I mean, our occupations have been around for a long time. It's not like you're like this therapists are new or like accountants or engineers, right. like these occupations, but you see so much like you can go on. I'm not on LinkedIn because I don't need to be, but like I've David had shown me something like you can see all of these, these people's accomplishments and what they're doing or like mm-hmm. social media. You see what kind of moms people are, what they're accomplishing or even like as a runner, like I'm, I'm like, how do you have time to do that? I don't understand, but I'm like, I can't compare myself to them because I don't know what kind of job they have. I don't know what kind of support. Maybe they have a babysitter. They have the funds to hire a babysitter to come over at 430 in the morning to watch their kid, you know, but I think we just get caught in this trap of comparison and it gets us nowhere. Well, I will tell you that like being a therapist, I hear that from clients all the time. They're like, well, well, you have everything together and you like you figure out how to manage it. And it's probably one of the most freeing sessions when I'm like, are you crazy? Like, no, I don't have everything together. Like literally I'm locked in my room right now and my dogs are barking at the Amazon people because something came in the mail that I don't even know what came and the daughter's puking upstairs. Like I don't have my shit together. (laughs) And so I think it's funny how people just take a little glimpse of your life and think that they know or understand. And they really don't because, again, I think we only see glimpses of people's lives. So I love the opportunity to, like, let people know, like, no, I am a hot mess and I will always be a hot mess express. Like, I I would hate the idea that, you know, that any of us would put out that persona that, like, that we're, that we're only showing you our successful glimpses and not a whole real picture of us. I honestly, and we've talked about this on here before, I think that's what's the biggest problem with mental health right now is people don't give a full picture of themselves and what they're struggling with. Mm -hmm. And so I love every opportunity to be able to be like completely authentic about that. But there are a lot of people who put out there just the glimpses one side of them. And I think that was kind of his point, right? Like you're not seeing the support that they need, or you're not seeing the things that they say no to. And I think really healthier people, they say no a lot more than we give them credit for. Yeah, I would agree because they recognize probably where they're burnt out. And where their boundaries are. Yeah, it was like an interesting correlation. I guess I never realized how much they paralleled. But there's another line in that devotion I read that she she was realized three things. And one of them was just because I feel it doesn't make it real. And then she goes how like we just get this gloom in front of us that prevents us from seeing the truth. I might not feel like I'm doing anything well, but that doesn't make it true. The fact that I have weaknesses doesn't make me weak. I have plenty of strengths. All I have to do is ask a couple of my friends or family members to help me see what I do well and then celebrate those and start like choose one thing to improve on. Like you don't have to fix everything right away, but like talk to the people around you and say, hey, what are my strengths? Because you ha- we have them. But I think when you're burnt out, all you see is your weaknesses or where you're failing. 
Well, and I like <laughs> using your support system in that way too. It's not just to like sit in the mud with each other. It's also to like affirm each other, mm-hmm. right? Like I think that's a really important piece. And I, I probably don't ask that of my support system enough. Mm-hmm. I know that's why I think there's probably talk about words of affirmation. I'm like, can you just tell me every now and then that I cook a good meal? Or like that you appreciate that the house is clean or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or that you think the house is clean. Even if you don't, could you just say yeah. it? Like, if it looks mediocre, fine. just say, this looks great. <laughs> Will you just lie to me? That's really what I have you around. <laughs> yeah. Just to lie to me. <laughs> no, I think it's important that we like talk about the need for support system and the need for like that honest communication like both sides of it like I need I'm not going to trust you if all you do is blow smoke and tell me how great I am like I know that about myself I'm not going to trust people who do that I want people who like give me real feedback too um and like knowing that you need that in a support system I think is important there is this book um oh man I we should put it in the notes but it is a leadership book and it's like the the seven type of people that you need around you that's not the name of it, but it's such a great book talking about, and it kind of gives it from a biblical perspective of like who your support system needs to be. Um, and there's kind of like seven type of people that you need because you and I have talked about this. Like if my support system is only made up of extroverted, strong women, that's not going to be helpful for me. Like I need people that are the opposite of me or that see the world differently too. Um, I need some like-minded people, but I also need people that just function in different roles and do different things. Mm -hmm. No, I would agree with that. And to bring in Jesus a little bit, I think we need to rely on him too, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I need people that point me that way. Yeah. So uh, there was something in our devotion recently about like, one of the kings, because there's like thousands of kings we've been looking at, but he was like, I, uh, like he was a great king at seeking God. And I was like, yeah, I kind of suck at that. Like I have my morning time, but he only gets like 20 minutes, but I don't really like seek him out in other ways. And I, I was just thinking that was such a powerful thing to like be somebody who like, that's what you're known for, for seeking him. Mm-hmm. No, I thought that same thing. really important. And it correlates to a, uh, Nehemiah, they emphasize like how he just stopped and prayed. No matter where he was, he just was like, and then I prayed to the Lord. And I'm like, I should do that. That's, that's a, good, a great idea. <laughs> like when you're feeling burnout or you're that? overwhelmed, like it's good to have your support system too. But I think you and I are such outward processors and we love feedback that even not to neglect God, but I think sometimes he gets a back seat because I'm, he can't, I can't hear him. And I struggle yeah. and I struggle with that. Like when I am like in the pits of parenting or stressed or burnt out, like he should be the first person I go to. But in all reality, I go to a person that can talk back to me because I need the feedback and I need that. So it's like you need the support system, but also like could start with God, too, and then go from there. Well, and I sometimes wonder, right, because I believe that God speaks to us through other people. So if I stopped and prayed before I picked up the phone to like call you and bitch or something, like, would he direct that conversation a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Not that I don't think he doesn't, but like, if he was still my first call, even though I can't, because I feel the same way, like, why can't you just tell me the answer? I don't really freaking understand. I'm sitting here talking to you and it's like, nothing's coming back. 
Um, but then if I saw him first and then those follow-up conversations happened, I'm sure I'd hear him in that more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah. Love that. I still don't do it very well, though. No. That was my prayer yesterday morning. But. I always feel like I need to set more reminders on my phone to, like, pray. But then I always just, like, mute them whenever <laughs> they fall on because they're never. I'm too busy right now. <laughs> I'll get to that later. Um, yeah. That'll be another podcast. Well, All right. Some wrap-up thoughts on Simon Sinek and his ways to prevent burnout. Um, my wrap-up thought is just thanking you for being one of my people that is willing to get in the mud. Uh-huh. I feel like that's why we've just connected in the way that we have. And yeah. to be honest with our list, our faithful listeners, like, Megan and I, we clearly have not recorded a podcast recently, and we really don't see each other that much. We really don't. But, like, that's what I appreciate about our friendship and our relationship is that we just are so genuine and authentic that it just... It doesn't take much to get here. Yeah, exactly. But, and along with thanking you, anyone else that knows that they're in my support group that listens to our podcast, thank you for being my support system. Couldn't do it without you. It might not be bad, too, to, like, just tell people that they are, you know? Like, I think people don't always know that I rely on them for such and such a thing. Mm-hmm. But um, the one other thing that's popped in my head, too, is I think a lot of people spend time avoiding any of the mud, like, running mm-hmm. from it, right? And so I appreciate I, – I really appreciate the visual of sitting in it um, because I think when I'm, like, super burnt, burnt out, I just avoid all of that stuff. Um, and, and it just causes more burnout. So I agree. Thanks for being one of the people that sit in the mud with me. Even if I just text you random TikToks and say, we should really talk about this. It worked <laughs> I think out. I sent this to you like <laughs> two months ago or something. So, um, yeah, thanks for being one of my people too. And, um, if you haven't, if you don't know who your people are, I would so encourage you to sit down and make a list, make a list and, and, um, acknowledge maybe like who they are and then like where you need some other people in your life because one of the best ways to avoid burnout is to have those people and those people that we look up to i promise you they have them they just don't talk about them enough but thanks for joining us today hope you find some time to sit in the mud call out your people who are your support system and if you don't have somebody um hang out with us a little bit you'll get honest real conversation that might make you a little uncomfortable but that's what we do around here We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.